Hi everybody, I'm Athena and welcome back to Finding Flow podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring women to become the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves that they can possibly be. Join me each week as we talk about all things to do with women's health, nutrition, periods, hormones, mindset and all of that good stuff. If you enjoy the podcast and you find it really helpful, then I would absolutely love for you to support me by leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and also a rating on Spotify. Hi everybody and welcome back to Finding Flow podcast. Today I'm joined by Tash from the Instagram account at wholeheartedlytash. And she is a period health coach. She helps women to get their periods back and recover from hypothalamic amenorrhea through a various range of different techniques. But in particular, she focuses on breath work. She is a trained breath work healer. And today she's here to tell us all about how breath work can be so, so beneficial for, you know, every aspect of your health, as well as when you are going through HA recovery and you're trying to get your period back. We also spoke about her personal story with HA and how she managed to get her period back after losing it when she was on the pill. And we also touched a lot about stress and the importance of like stress management when you don't have a period and you're trying to balance out your cycle and do everything that you can to get your period back. And stress is such an important component of that. So we spoke a bit about that and we touched a little bit on nutrition at the end. This was such a great conversation and there was honestly so many different things that we sort of covered in this episode. I really hope it's helpful for some of you who are going through HA and if you're interested in trying out breath work, whether you're going through HA or not, it it will be really beneficial for you. And Tash actually has like a free sample So if you want to try out a breathwork session, then you can do so by clicking the link in the description. So with that, let's welcome Tash onto the podcast. Hello, Tash, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) No problem. I'm really excited for this conversation because firstly, I'm really excited to hear your personal story. And we're also going to cover breathwork, which is something that... I don't hear that many people talk about and I'm really excited to learn about how breathwork can be beneficial during HA recovery. But before we get into that, let the listeners know who you are, what you do and also your journey with HA. Yeah, sure. So I am a holistic health coach and a breathwork facilitator and I help and support women with HA. And I do that because I went down that road of feeling really alone and having HA, didn't know where to turn. So that kind of got me into it. And I suppose where it all began um, was I stopped taking the the pill, which seems quite a common thing. I hear that all the time. I stopped taking the pill, just didn't feel like it aligned with me. And I just didn't get my period. I feel like looking back, I probably lost my period while on the pill, but just didn't realise I was having light bleeds. And obviously the pill masks everything that's going on underneath. So who knows when I actually lost it. 
but um, I waited about six months and I was really loving life not having a period to be honest because I just thought it was a hassle um, but then after six months I thought this is probably a bit weird I am a female like I probably should have my period so I went to the doctors and they did all the tests and I first of all came back as low estrogen but they wasn't too bothered about it um, and then also a bit of hyperlactin that that came into play too so I had a internal scan and an external scan an MRI because of the hyperlactin to look at um, pituitary, my pituitary gland. And it all came back as completely normal. Um, and then I had some more blood tests that came back as normal a few months down, down the line. And then all the doctors ever said was, um, you look kind of lean, like they weighed me and was like, you look lean, but you're normal BMI, normal weight. So just wait and um, your period will come back or you can just go on the pill and then you'll get your period. And I was like, I've gone off the pill. I don't want to be on the pill. Um, and like, obviously I want my period naturally. I must be able to have it naturally. So then I just went down my own route of investigating what could be the reason and found HA. I resonated with it, but also felt like I wasn't that severe enough. Like I didn't have an eating disorder. I wasn't an athlete. So, and I was like considered normal weight. So I was like, is this really it? I don't know. Um, I did always consider myself to be a, a massive stress head. And my friends would always be like, yeah, you're such like an overthinker. Like you can't just sit and chill on the sofa. You've got to be doing something productive. Um, and then I was working out about three to four times a week, doing weight training, the odd hit session. And I felt like I was eating an all right amount, like compared to like female friends, I was eating probably more than them. Um, but I know that I was, I did have like restrictive behaviors and tendencies when I look back and I did have a rigid mindset around food and some food rules. There was times when I was counting calories and I did lose weight. I think I was trying to shrink myself into a smaller body than what my actual body wanted me to be in and feel safe in. Um, so all in all, it took me just under two years to regain my period. And I just obviously went through the, the typical HA protocol, but I didn't dive straight in. I, I tiptoed and with the exercise, lowering it, lowering it, and then just being like, oh, fine. I'll just, I'll just cut it all out then. Um, and that took quite a while when I did that. Um, worked on some of my food rules and eating more. Um, and obviously all the stuff that comes up with that with body image and things like that, identity tried to lower my stress, um, which is where kind of breath work meditation came in as well. And then, yeah, regained my period um, and then decided to, I really wanted to help other people because I just felt so alone in that and um, did some training with holistic health coaching. And then on top of that, breath work facilitating. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> no, that was amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. And I'm, I'm so glad that you are sharing your specific story because what you said about not feeling ill enough or you know you didn't feel like you underate or you overexercised. yeah you're a little bit stressed but isn't everybody mm. so I think a lot of people who don't have their period think the same thing because they're like well you lose it if you overexercise or under eat and I'm doing neither of those things but mm. like you said in your story that can like sometimes it, there isn't like a one size fits all where everybody who doesn't have a period has you know these characteristics and I think I think it's important to raise awareness about stories like yours where you know you didn't have a past eating disorder and it was something else that caused the HA mm. and yeah. oh my god about you saying the doctors just wanted to put you back on the pill 
when like when you didn't have a period that I can resonate with that because I actually had an eating disorder and I was like mm-hmm. severely underweight I was mm-hmm. clearly under eating I was over exercising I didn't have a period and the doctors were like well, just go on the pill that'll give you a period that that'll sort that oh, problem out and like clearly the issue is that I have an eating disorder like surely yeah. that needs to be tackled but I think modern day medicine is so so focused on like medications there's so many other things that need to be looked at they don't so really do have you... time do they just to like to sit down and look at your full life and and really dive in which is where like um like holistic health coach coaching would look at more of the whole aspect of you and what contributed to your period loss whereas I don't think they have the time and obviously they kind of more trained in giving giving out pills I guess in, in that kind of respect um so yeah but it's so common I hear that all the time yeah completely but I, and also like I didn't have an eating disorder I don't believe but I had disordered eating which can be completely um like they, they're different things and it's probably more common that like people having disordered eating disordered thoughts um, and rigid mindset around food and not really realizing it until you take a step back oh a hundred percent I think there are so many people out there that that display disordered eating tendencies but don't realize that they're disordered they haven't been diagnosed with an eating disorder so they think that what they're doing is healthy the fitness industry normalizing Mm. counting macros and meal prepping and intermittent fasting that's Mm. everywhere and yes that might work for some people but for a lot of people it doesn't work especially women it doesn't work you know we should we're not built to track yeah exactly we're not built to track like every single calorie that we intake and it just perpetuates this idea that tracking is so normal Mm. have you found that a lot of your clients have displayed like disordered eating tendencies or do you think it's more you know have more of your clients come to being overly stressed or have they had past eating disorders? Like what have you found Mm. is like the most common sort of cause of HA in your clients in particular? Yeah, that's a really good question. And thinking about it, it's such a mix for me. So I've had um, women that have experienced eating disorders in the past. I've had ones where um, we go through like a little, a little typical list I have um, and they, they do resonate with a lot of the rigid mindsets um, and tendencies around food. Uh, But then I have people that, say that they are really highly stressed all of them can resonate with not being able to chill not being able to like sit still wanting to be productive perfectionism and wanting to be accepted that they're very common um so it's really hard to say I think more the eating aspect is something that a lot of people need to improve I guess that's the word and to to really look at how much they're eating how many fat like how much fats they're eating how often they're eating that can always be improved and then um, then the mental aspect is quite quite a high, strong one as well. Because usually when I see the women, they have reduced their exercise seriously right down. Usually they come to me and they have done that, but there's a lot more tweaks they can do with their um, mental health and also the eating aspect. Do you think that it's easier for people to sort of target everything at once you know like cut their exercise increase their food reduce their stress or do you think it's easier for them to like tackle sort of one thing at a time and like build it up that way like which do you think is more effective 
Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's got to look at the person and you've got to meet them where they're at. So some people, they um, they don't really want to be pushed too much outside their comfort zone. Obviously, it's important to tiptoe outside your comfort zone. That's where we grow. That's where we're going to literally get towards period recovery. But you've got to meet the client where they're at. So I think working on them all is really important. And I do try to do that. I always start with the eating aspect. So I always look at their food diaries before we've even had our first call. And I'd kind of tailor the first call was quite in depth into the eating aspect. Um, and then I start looking at the exercise and then the mental health and weaving in breath work as well. But they are really all important. And I think the mental aspect gets overlooked a lot. Um, that's why... I think it is really important to be concentrating on your mental health because you could be obviously eating potentially enough, fueling your body regularly and you've cut down the exercise. But that last piece of the puzzle is you're still feeling really stressed out. You're going to the toilet every, I don't know, hour and you're checking and you're just getting super stressed out. And I don't know, it's just, it does really teach you, doesn't it, HA, to, to calm down and to really slow down. And I just can watch my thoughts so much better now I've gone gone through that because I was just always in a state of like, fight and flight mode um so yeah it's, it's actually such like a gift to go through it I think anyway when you come out the other side you, you see that yeah it's like a blessing in disguise it's yeah it, it's like a really really tough thing to go through at the time but then you do become so much stronger at the end of it and I think you learn to become a lot more in tune with your body a hundred percent yeah like it's it's crazy really like I don't think people realize how difficult it is and how complex it is, but like by the end of it, you do feel so much happier and healthier and just more in tune with yourself, I guess. And that's something mm. that I think everybody can benefit from. Yeah. I used to like numb, like I first numb myself out because I used to back to back the pill all the time. Um, when you're meant to give like little breaks, but I just didn't want a period, hated a period. Why would anyone want a period? So I just used to back to back the period always uh, back to back the pill all the time barely had a period um but now obviously I just see it as such a blessing I'm so grateful because now I know what happens through the menstrual cycle all the different hormones that are involved and the benefits of having a period um to to your like physical benefits to your mood which I never knew and like no one really talks about these things so you do just think oh I don't want a period how annoying us girls have to have one oh my god don't because the amount of people that have said to me oh you're lucky that you don't have a period I know I get that on social media sometimes like on a random reel people be like I don't want a period is this how I lose it then I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and I'm like oh no oh my god I can't I actually it kind of frustrates me that the lack of education around the importance of the menstrual cycle like I didn't even like I'm quite medically minded and my mum's a midwife so I probably know more than the average person about women's health but having had HA and delved into the world of HA recovery I've learned so much more about the importance of the menstrual cycle and you know different hormones and like back in the day when I had my eating disorder I knew that low estrogen affected your bone health Mm. but that's kind of like I just drew the line there and that was it mm. and now I realize it affects your heart health your brain health like mm -hmm. so much and we need like why is this not taught in schools I know it's so weird isn't it and yeah bringing it back to like the bone health um aspect when I read that 
um, you lose 2.5% of your bone density per year that you don't have a period. But thankfully, you can regain that once you start having a healthy ovatory menstrual cycle. But that I was like, oh my God, it's absolutely crazy. Like my poor body going through that. It's actually scary, isn't it? Like Mm. we need to be talking more about these things. Like 2.5%, it doesn't sound like a Mm. lot, but every year. So that can add up so, so quickly. And we're talking about bones, like it's so important. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's frustrating. So I wanted to ask about going back to the stress that we were talking about before, how would you help your clients to lower their stress levels? Um, Obviously the modern day lifestyle is really stressful anyway. So it it can be tough to like lower your stress especially if you know you're working you've got a mortgage to pay all these kind of things but what techniques would you use to help your clients lower their stress levels Mm -hmm. so I'd always say to them like what do you enjoy doing and like let's try and look at their creativity because I believe your sacral center like which can be considered as like an energy center where you're like womb is that's that houses like your creativity and births life Um, and I try to ask them about their creativity because I think it is quite linked usually people find I usually find that women who have lost their period feel like they're a bit not like not very creative and they lack that so like let's look at what brings you joy what like creative endeavors can we can we start doing maybe it's baking maybe it's painting maybe it's having a dance like I remember um when I was during my period recovery, I was trying to kind of activate that, that center, that sacral center where you're like, like I said, where your womb is, your lower stomach. Um, and I was like doing dancing every morning, um, just putting like a song or maybe two songs and just trying to randomly dance with no one there because I'd feel embarrassed. Um, and I was also got into, again, just via YouTube when no one was around doing, um, oh my God, belly dancing. I forgot the word then. Um, so like doing belly dancing. So just find something that can lower your stress that way. Also, as um, I delved into my own recovery, I came across breath work. And for me, um, my partner at the time, my friends, they were all telling me to do breath work and they were really into it, but I just wasn't into it. I was just like, no, I just don't want to try it. But one day I just felt really low. Um, I was actually on holiday and I I don't know why, it just like really got to me, the recovery. I just felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And I was just like, I'm going to try breath work. And I was all alone. So um, I started trying it. And then I just started getting um, like old memories come through because it, um can you can enter your limbic system where memories and emotions are stored so I had like old memories from the past of my um like dad splitting up with my mom and that was quite traumatic for me um and then I also felt like intense swirling sensation in my lower belly um and then on that time when I felt an intense swirling sensation on my lower belly five days later I had my first ever recovery period so I believed like it moved some stagnant energy in the body as well and that just really helped so I like to incorporate breath work as well within my coaching because there's just so many different benefits and for the stress resilient aspects as well you mentioned that there are so many benefits I'd love for you to talk more about the different benefits of uh, breath work and I guess I guess how they relate to sort of not just period recovery but you know your overall physical and mental health Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's loads of different types of breath work to start with. So even if you were taking a nice deep belly breath, because we're very shallow breathers as a whole, which can be linked to like anxiety and stress. So just taking a really deep breath into your belly, turn on your parasympathetic mode 
taking that and then also exhaling out a slow longer exhale that's a type of ref work and that can if you do that a few times that can turn on your parasympathetic mode and really help even if you're you find that you get bloated um, and you feel quite stressed and then if you do that before eating so just taking three long deep breaths with slow exhales out that can really help your digestion as well because we're turning on that rest and digest mode but basically there's lots of different types of breath work the one that i'm trained in is a three-part breath and basically um, it's where I provide like a safe container for you to kind of surrender and let go. And you'll be doing a particular breath breathing pattern. And then when the breathing pattern ends, you kind of propelled into a more of a deep meditative state where you feel quite peaceful. Um, and this is where you can get like downloads and you can maybe feel upset. Just things that your body holds onto and stores can come to the surface because um, we're all made of energy and sometimes trauma no matter how small can get trapped in the body and stored so when we do this breathing technique it allows us to go deep and let things um, release basically that we're holding on to that we might be unaware of so it can be beneficial for moving that stagnant energy in the body for like mental clarity your immune system digestive health resilience to stress because while you're doing the active breathing it puts you um, in a state of what's called eustress which is a positive stressor to the body so it's a type of stress to the body technically but it's one the body knows it can handle so as you do this kind of more regularly the body gets used to that and becomes more resilient to everyday stresses in life so it helps with that reducing toxins improving your sleep um yeah like mental did I say mental clarity it can give you like mental clarity you can get downloads things like that so there's lots and lots of different benefits um for everyone to kind of give it a go at some kind of stage amazing yeah it sounds really like it benefits the whole body like the mind and mm, the body and, and your mind body spirit because you, you can see it as more of like a spiritual practice. People can feel like you're coming home to yourself. You're getting in tune with your body because you do kind of get out of your head and you get so into your body and you, you can feel lightheaded and dizzy because you're expelling a lot of CO2 out of your body, um, which is absolutely fine. It's just making our body more alkaline, which is really optimal for our body to be in that state. Um, but yeah, so you can feel You can think of it more of a spiritual aspect um, because you also kind of feel like you're coming like, it's your like true essence. It feels weird to say, but when you're in that like really meditative state, it's like that's your true spirit kind of thing. Um, and otherwise you can obviously look at it in a more like, I don't know, is it the more scientific, like physical aspect where, oh, it's helping me with stress. It's helping me with my digestion, etc. that kind of thing. I love that you said that. It's, if you think about it, every religion and every like, meditative practice and mindfulness practice focuses on breath work like it's all mm. centered around the breath and you know it's it's so important and I've actually started doing like guided meditations and mm -hmm. I've been actively trying to like breathe in for like four and then breathe out for seven seconds I don't know why yeah. I chose like four and seven seconds but it seems to really work for me and I, I feel so relaxed when I do mm. that but if somebody's I guess your clients are probably, because they know that you specialize in breathwork, they're probably willing to try it. But if somebody wanted to try breathwork and they weren't quite convinced, like how would you like convince them basically to get started? And would you recommend somebody to like follow a specific sort of program or just see what they like doing? 
Um, so how would I get them started is I would kind of explain about breathwork and all the benefits. Um, obviously seeing if they're more into the spiritual aspect or if they're more into the kind of scientific aspect from their personality. And then they could even just get like there's some stuff on YouTube that's like 10 minutes or something like that that you can start off with just typing in kind of breath work um, and finding one that they that they kind of like. I've also got a free taster as well if people just wanted to try that out. And um, what was your other question? I just forgot. I forgot it. Um, oh, it was. Um, why have I just forgotten it as well? <laughs> so it is. Oh, it was. Um, it was like, do you recommend to do like oh, a set often? program? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or like just sort of do it whenever and whatever they want. Yeah. So it's probably good to do it like once a week would be amazing. If not like every other week in regards to like a kind of proper session, I, I call it. So the sessions that I do, um, they're around like the around about 25 to 30 minutes of active breathing which sounds crazy to be breathing in a weird technique that you're not used to for that long but it goes so quick and you you do get out of your head and your body just breathes itself like your breath just breathes itself it's crazy um so that's like a proper session otherwise you can just do like you said you're just you're taking a few deep breaths in a longer exhale out really centering yourself you could do that even every day even just five minutes or something and it will just really um like switch your um like emotions and yeah how you're feeling it can change your state basically you've got that power within you to change your state through your breath it's definitely so so powerful and like you said, you could literally do it for five minutes. It doesn't take that much time. So you don't need to, you know, set aside like two hours of your day to do this. You can do it whenever. And, you know, even if somebody isn't going through HA, they can still benefit from doing breath work. So literally there's no excuse not to do it. yeah like even just something really simple is when I'm like walking my dog say if I'm in like a really nice nature place and I feel like I'm too in my head and not really in the moment then I just take like two deep breaths in while I'm walking like no one's really gonna notice you're not gonna look strange and like a and like a slow exhale out and it just puts me in parasympathetic mode I just feel so much more present and relaxed so yeah you can just do it anywhere that that is breath work it doesn't have to be this big fancy massive session although you're going to get obviously more of a deep healing through a big session but you can incorporate it in everyday little moments I think the term breath work sounds a bit scary to people it's just breathing (laughs) yeah totally <laughs> yeah like babies breathe through their their bellies and like we've kind of like t- t- like untaught ourselves to do that through the world so yeah it's just learning how to breathe again really yeah it's like learning how to breathe properly mm. even though we all started off breathing properly and we've just slowly yeah. like like you said we've untaught ourselves through society I don't know <laughs> Yeah, and just like living in a straight, uh, a, a stressed out state, I guess, as well. Yeah, I think we can all resonate with that. <laughs> We're all stressed at the moment. Um, yeah. So this is really random and I didn't like plan on asking you about this, but I was watching some of your YouTube videos and you mentioned, <laughs> okay. so are you, are you vegetarian? Yes. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that because you, you mentioned in some of your videos that a lot of doctors had said to you that you need to eat Mm. meat if you want to recover and that annoys me because although I think that obviously there are certain nutrients that you can only really get in animal sources and they're more like they're more easily absorbed from animal sources 
it kind of annoyed me to hear you say that doctors were telling you you had to eat meat to recover yeah because I really don't believe that you do I think you can recover being vegan or vegetarian if you Mm -hmm. you know know what you should be eating so if somebody is vegetarian and ethically or morally or you know out of personal preferences they don't want to eat meat but they're trying to recover their period what kind of like tips would you give like what foods would you say they should eat to make sure they're not deficient in any nutrients yeah um so I'm not a dietitian so I can't really like specifically kind of give a plan kind of thing but going yeah going back to the first of all about the vegetarian veganism I have had clients that have been vegans, completely vegans, and they've regained their periods. And I don't see why not. I've done, I think I've done a video on YouTube with loads of different studies. I'm really bad at remembering studies right now and the figures, but um, basically there was no studies to back up and like link up um, being like vegetarian to having amenorrhea and losing your period. Even with the iron aspect, um, there's different like ways you can get like non-heme iron um, and how you can, I think, isn't it vitamin C that makes it like absorb a lot better? Um, I feel like I'm totally butchering this though, but um, yeah, so definitely like check that out to give, give like where I've put all those different studies. But yeah, I would just say you need to be obviously eating enough. Like we're not just eating loads of vegetables um, having the alternative meat sources. If you are eating um, like yogurt and things like that, adding, making sure you're adding that. Eggs are great. Um, eggs are great for like fertility and ovulation things so yeah there's definitely as long as you're like eating enough eating enough fats carbs proteins then yeah I don't see why you would ever have to eat meat like in that respect I wouldn't I wouldn't ever tell someone you need to eat meat or you can't get your period back um which yeah it did happen to me when I went to see an acupuncturist he didn't he just didn't know what else like he was very confused um like why I wasn't getting my period back after having acupuncture a few times because obviously I suppose in his eyes that's all he felt like I needed which was a great supplement for sure but it wasn't the be all and end all and um yeah so I started eating he just said he said to me like even half a hamburger a week and I was like fine so I tried it but I just hated it I didn't want to do that and um I gave up pretty much like after a few weeks or something because I just wasn't seeing like an immediate result like obviously us like in I don't know as as general human being goes we like to see an immediate result don't we um immediate gratification I didn't see that and I was like I hate this so I'm not doing it anymore and yeah I regained my period as well without eating any meat I don't think that it needs to even be a question really as to coming into it I'm so glad you've said that because yeah, when I heard that you'd said like you'd said it in a couple of videos, and I was like, why are doctors or you know acupuncturists saying that we need mm. to eat meat? Like, if it is, I, I think a lot of it is um, for people who aren't vegetarian or vegan and they're quite happy to eat meat. That's fine, but like mm. I think they don't really understand why somebody would choose not to eat meat. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. Like they just don't really understand why you don't want to eat meat. So yeah. yeah, I think it comes from a good place, but yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that because, because you mentioned it and obviously you're vegetarian and you've managed to get your period back without eating meat. So yeah, I just wanted to ask about that. I know we didn't plan to talk about that. No, but. it's fine. Yeah. It's completely, completely possible. So yeah, I love that. Would you recommend any supplements to people who are vegetarian or did you take any supplements yeah so I always feel like multivits for anyone is just a great addition really unless you properly know if you're deficient in certain things 
um wild things so well when people come off the pill like magnesium is great because um the pill kind of stops the absorption of that and that's like a really key nutrient in regards to your hormone health and b12 people always fling around like if you're a vegetarian or vegan you need to be having your b12 um but i feel like um and i read somewhere that everyone needs to be having b12 even um, meat eaters because the soil is so depleted um that, that you're not actually even getting your b12 in um being a meat eater anyway so i do take b12 as well um so yeah i think just just then things are the main ones in regards to vegetarian veganism um some clients in regards to stress might have astragonda just making sure it doesn't um contradict with anything that they are currently on or anything like that but that can be quite helpful for stress management and also um, reducing morning cortisol stress from being fasted in the morning. I think there's some studies on that. So that can be quite a good supplement for HA. But again, none of these things are going to be the one, like one size fits all or the magic pill that's going to get you pure about. You've got to put all the pieces to the puzzle, unfortunately, um, which some people, yeah, just think they can move one little piece or just tweak one little tiny thing and it will all pop into place. But we, we're like a holistic being, aren't we? And there's so many different pieces to us that we, we have to work on all these aspects. Yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of us or a lot of people going through HA are probably just looking for that one thing that they can change, Yeah, but it's everything. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's so I scary, mean, isn't it? It's change everything. Yeah, I think that's that is why it's so difficult because you are having to make so many changes and they're all scary individually, but then added together, they're even more scary. So I know. And you just feel like you're losing part of you when you go through the journey, don't you? You feel all right. I did. I felt super alone and like I didn't know who I was because like in my head, and I've heard other people say this, and it, it sounds stupid saying it out loud that you're like, oh, I was the small one or I was the fit one. And it just sounds so stupid, but somewhere deep inside, you you like that. You wore that as a badge of honor, like, oh, at least I had that about me. And then obviously you might put on some weight during this process, which isn't a bad thing. Society tells you that that potentially is a bad thing, which brainwashes us, which is another thing we have to kind of learn and start to love our body for what it can do and how we look um so yeah there's just so many different phases you go through in recovery it can be super tough as I'm sure you're aware (laughs) you do feel like you're going against everything that society is telling you everything that you've told yourself for so many years summer is always like oh get your bikini bodies or whatever all these (laughs) diet things it's like oh my god and you're doing the opposite because I remember mine was like I was definitely trying as well obviously it took me two years so definitely during the summer and yeah just um yeah, just seeing other people kind of go on their like fad diets or whatever, and you're doing the opposite. You're trying to eat as much as you can and really fuel your body and like rest. Um, so it goes against everything, but it, yeah, it's just the best thing for your body and what your body needs. Because everyone is different as well with how sensitive they are. Because I remember one of my friends was living with us during one of my well, during the period um, of time I didn't have a period, <laughs> and um, she was like getting up in the morning and um, doing a hit workout and not having not eaten and all these things. And I was just like, oh my god, this is so bad for your hormone health. But she got away with it. She was having a regular period. 
and obviously like her body's obviously built differently to mine everyone has different bodies um genetics plays a role my mum lost her period when she was on like a weight watchers diet so you just got to remember that you're totally different and they're totally different so yeah you got to stick to your own journey and your own path really but it's so tough to keep that in mind when you know when you are comparing yourself and other people are exercising every day and they're Mm. doing it fasted and you're like why can I not do this but it's you do just have to keep reminding yourself that everybody is different but also your body is probably now so much more sensitive to that Mm. than it than other people who haven't lost their period so it can be tough to remember that but you're doing it for a reason and kind of has to be done unfortunately (laughs) yeah like even now um like I can be sensitive like I went through a really stressful time whilst about my partner and yeah I started um having an ovulatory cycle so not ovulating so even though it was like ages and ages after having periods still got that sensitive aspect the mental stress can like still hit me so I don't know how long that lasts really or if generally I am genetically quite sensitive to my environment like that um so yeah it's something as well that you just have to learn to love about your body and just know how your body works and know when it is a bit too much when you're getting back out of alignment and heading towards the wrong direction again once you regain your period yeah it, I mean it goes back to what we said like right at the start of the podcast it's about learning to be in tune with your body mm-hmm. and recognizing what is too much for you like personally mm. and you're only really going to know what's too much for you by sort of going through the process of doing too much yeah that's the only way you figure out what is too much for you yeah and adding little bits in here and there and kind of seeing that's why tracking your cycle is so good and I always recommend that and do that um, with your base body temperature cervical mucus as well because you can see obviously when you're ovulating and if your ovulation is moving away from you one month because you might be a bit more stressed you've added a bit more exercise in or anything so yeah it's just it's just great because then you can get to know your body on such a different level where I was I didn't know anything about my body whatsoever I didn't even know how the menstrual cycle worked it's crazy (laughs) yeah because we're not taught it yeah (laughs) no school teaches about it yeah just thought it was a bleed and that's that like whatever but there's so much to it and there's so much your bleed can even tell you like the color of your bleed how long your bleed is the like flow of your bleed so many different things it can tell you as well it's just like wow I mean, you only have to speak to either a man or somebody who doesn't know much about periods to realize how much people don't know. Like Mm. people just think that your menstrual cycle is just to have a baby. Like that's the only thing it does. If you don't have Mm. periods, the only problem is that you can't have a baby. But it's like, there is so much more to it than that. Yeah. Like even the doctors, I remember like ages ago, she's actually saying that, that um, when I, when it came back as, all fine so that I did have low estrogen and it came back all my results were normal she was like I will refer you to a gynecologist but I don't know if they're going to see you because you don't want a baby right now and so yeah like you get you get told things like that it's like well no I don't want a baby right now but I do one day or I want the option to and also I'm a woman I should be having my periods um so yeah it's like the lack of awareness and understanding I don't know or they don't have the time I don't quite know but yeah you do hear things like that as well it's worrying. I think it is actually genuinely a lack of awareness. I don't think this kind of thing is actually taught in medical schools. Even gynecologists will 
still have that sort of like reductionist mindset of if they don't have a period just put them on the pill or you know Mm. if they don't want a baby like just wait a while see if you have a period Mm. when you want a baby and we'll deal with it then yeah and then you've got to take matters into your own hands which is what I hear so often but then on the flip side I do hear some women say they go to their doctors and they say oh I think you need to cut down on the exercise that you need to eat more and some have even mentioned the words hyperflammate amenorrhea which I'm like wow that's amazing but I think like you said if they're in different countries to be honest um but yeah it means you have to unfortunately take your take matters into your own hands which sometimes can be hard because you want someone to tell you it's this like I probably would have found it easier if someone like a health professional was telling me you have HA you need to do this rather than me researching it and being like do I do I need to really stop exercising do I need to eat more um you just believe it more don't you when it's coming from someone else's mouth yeah definitely especially when they're like a professional and they've Mm. worked with other people that have been through the same thing I, I think that's why you know people like you like coaches who help people with this issue that's why it's so beneficial to like speak to somebody like you because you know like the professional side of things you know how to help them but you've also you've been through it yourself so you know like what they're going through and I think that's Mm. a really big that's a really important part of it as well because like you can put yourself in their shoes and you can really be there for them when they're struggling because you've been through the same struggles Mm, yeah it does definitely definitely help um because like I said before I felt super alone and you you tell your friends what you're going through and that I, I think I need to maybe eat more and stop exercising and relax and I even had like my brother like laughing about him was like that sounds hard like you just gotta chill out and eat more but yeah like people don't really understand it I was like yeah it is hard actually um but yeah so just people that actually understand you and that kind of personality types I find there's so many common aspects of the people's personality that I that I coach and within the circle of having HA we're all we've all got the same kind of threads um <laughs> so yeah you can totally resonate on that aspect too to be fair I don't even like I feel like I'm in this world of HA online but then in my like normal life it's not something that I like really speak to people about because like even though like even my mum who's a midwife Mm. she probably has never heard the term hypothalamic amenorrhea she she knows like obviously a lot about the menstrual cycle but even like we've been saying like even in the medical profession it's not really like spoken about that much and it's really misunderstood so I just don't even bother to tell people about it because I feel like they would just oh well just eat more if you need to just chill out more like but you know like you said we all we have these little personality traits that make those things really difficult yeah yeah completely I often do tell people like even like my (laughs) guy friends everything I just talk about it now freely which I never would have before like before it would be embarrassing to have like have your period or talk about your period it's so gross but now I like would talk about it with anyone like even people that I meet for the first time and obviously it comes up like what do you do and stuff so then I would then end up just talking to them like in depth about their period and they probably feel like Um, they don't speak to people about that because you don't just normally meet someone and start talking in depth about your period so it's quite nice um, to connect with people in that kind of more personal way as well yeah for sure I mean I'd love to speak to people more about it I think I think for me I always get conscious about like 
boring people you know if you start talking mm-hmm. about like the science behind your period yeah. and hormones and all of these different factors and I'm like I feel like people just get bored and they're like why is she telling me this <laughs> I suppose yeah you've got to kind of just give them the brief explanation if they dig a bit deeper then yeah just keep on going um but no I, lo- I love talking about it so and it's just really important to raise awareness of it as well and about how important periods are 100% yeah like I, I think people are speaking more about it but there's definitely like a lot more that needs to be done about you know just just educating people about it and helping women who are going through it actually that leads us nicely into the end of the podcast could you let everybody know if they do want to work with you um where they can find you like online or if Mm -hmm. you've got a website social media that kind of thing yeah so mainly instagram i'd say so that's at dot uh, well no let me start that again it's mainly instagram (laughs) and it's um whole dot heartily dot tash that is my instagram i've got it right now and um my website is www.wholeheartlytash.co.uk amazing well i'll link that in the show notes um and did you say that you had like a free breathwork mm. taster have you got like a link or anything to that yeah so on my website there's a little kind of download button and also on instagram on like my links there there is that it comes as well with like a meditation and a journal some journal prompts um as well as the breathwork so you if you didn't want the others you just don't click on the others it's fine um but yeah if you did want to have a little taster of the breathwork then go for it it's on there Yeah, thank you. I definitely recommend people to go and check that out and, you know, delve into breathwork a little bit more. Hopefully, if they've listened to this episode, then they're already convinced to try breathwork anyway. Yeah, and I thank you so much for having me on. It's been really good. I've really enjoyed it. So that is the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed, please leave me a five-star review on Apple and Spotify and follow or subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. The video to this episode will be available on YouTube, so if you want to watch my guest episodes and my interview episodes, then just head over to my YouTube channel, it's just Finding Flow, or my name, Athena Crilly. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.